Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 24, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Strap in. We've got a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to go over several different things. We're going to review stuff. Stuff happened that we discussed was going to happen. And more importantly, now we're going to discuss what the likely scenario is going forward. The first thing we do is take an assessment of the daily chart. Well, it's pretty obvious. We have a tremendous, and I repeat tremendous, reversal candle on our hands. This is the part that we discussed. They go below the January low, then they scare everybody, they reverse the market, and if they close the week above that low from January, that's a bullish sign. I said it in these videos, I said it in the live room, I said it to my wife, who has no idea what I'm talking about, but pretends to care. Now, let's focus in for a moment on the weekly chart. Tomorrow is going to be extremely important, as we said it would be. So here we are. They spiked the low, now they're reversing. They had a big reversal day today. Can they hold it? That's the most important thing for tomorrow. Can they hold the reversal? Do we get follow-through? We don't even need follow-through. They just need to hold the reversal. Technically, they need to hold this low, 420.76. What happens if they put in a tail candle on the week? It's one of the signs and signals of a trend change. You have the reversal today. You're in an on-time scenario. You see where I was going with this all along? This is the scenario we laid out. Today was the definition of a short squeeze. We had a conveyor belt of pies in the face issued this morning. Traders that went short yesterday, the day before, they all of a sudden had a panic cover situation going on. About traders that shorted the opening think the market was going to crash. They had a panic short covering situation going on. Buying begets buying, panic buying sets in, and the squeeze is on. While we're on the daily chart, I'm going to take a moment to talk directly to the folks in the lazy swing trader. Here was the setup the other day on the 22nd. So what we did there was we covered the shorts. That was a good trade, a little early, but good nonetheless. And we also made two purchases, albeit a little early, but they'll both be fine. Now, truth be told, two things. A, I thought this was the one that they were going to rally from, but then once they had yesterday occur, I knew that this low was in jeopardy and then they were going to do the thing where they spiked the low and reverse the market. That was kind of the schematic they began to lay out yesterday. So as such, as proof in the pudding that I didn't think the market was going to fall out of bed, A, I said it. I said I was looking for a rally, looking for a bounce. B, we were trying to buy another portion of one of the positions this morning, just didn't hit the number, took off, finished up almost 5% on the day. Which brings me to the next thing, and then we'll wrap up this short conversation. Why didn't I buy stuff this morning? And the answer is, the intent was to make purchases today. The market started running away. I was looking for them to eat some time off the clock. The market took off. The stuff took off. I was looking for a pullback, and then it never happened. So we'll get a pullback, and I've got a list of stuff. Now, 
That brings me to the next part of our conversation, which is, where do we go from here in the bigger picture? Well, if this low sticks, today's reversal sticks, if the week closes well, like we just discussed, you're going to get further relief rally. You're going to get more of a short squeeze. This was just day one. You're going to get some backwardation. You'll get pullbacks. You'll get Oh no, they're failing again. You're going to get all that stuff. They'll provide the opportunity. But all in all, as long as this sticks and we get some follow through sooner than later, then we have higher prices on the board. We'll talk about the moving averages later, but they should be able to. And it's not going to be an overnight thing. Look how many points they went today. The low today was 410.64. We were looking for a zone between 411 and 410, but they took off right out of the gate. We'll get to inside the numbers later. The high today was 428.76. We'll just round it. It's 18 points, 180 S&P handles from low to high today. That's a ridiculous move. Large swings in both directions. That was the flavor kept talking about it. So where can they go? There's going to be plenty of stops along the way. But in these videos, I give you the bigger picture. Inside the number members, we'll have the shorter term numbers, the closer numbers. They should be able to get back to, as long as we get the follow through, they should be able to get back to a minimum, a bare minimum of 440 and most likely into those moving averages and even beyond. The short squeezes, the rip your face off rallies in the bear market phases are very violent. We've talked about that before. That's just a reminder. By the way, remember yesterday we were talking about the market was acting kind of freaky, a little bit weird. It wasn't doing the thing it normally does. And I had that conversation with the folks in the live room, had that on the video last night, and said, generally speaking, whenever I see that stuff, we're going to get a pretty large move coming. And guess what? We had two large moves. We had the move down overnight into this morning, and then the rip-your-face-off rally all day long. Call it a sixth sense. Here's the other thing, and some of you know this is coming. Some of you know it's coming because you were the culprits who filled up my inbox. The email indicator was on fire. Swing trades. We have a couple of long positions. We covered a short position. The market went down for another day and into this morning. You're wrong. Should we reverse? Should we buy back the short position? Should we get out of the longs? What are we going to do? All that stuff. How about other people sending me their numbers like I need or want their numbers on where the market's going to go over the next couple of days into the abyss? All that stuff. The email indicator was on fire. Guess what? It was ripe for the reversal. I wasn't touching the long positions. By the way, one more thing before we get to inside the numbers, some of you ask about what's going on in the room. The market took off like a bat out of hell. I'm talking about the live room today. So really, there wasn't a lot to do. You're watching the market take off. We had a couple of things, and I'll show you inside the numbers in a few moments. But one of the other things that was mentioned in the room by Jordan, who really has a handle on the VIX, it's kind of like a pet project for him. He's always on top of the VIX numbers, and he does well at it, and he's got the numbers to prove it. So he took a position, he told the room today, they discussed it, he took a position that was basically the collapse of the VIX. I'm sure there were traders in the room that followed him into the trade. He gave me the numbers. It's a big win for one trade. 
I know he didn't risk a lot on it, and I know what he's up on the trade, so I know it's a big win. Plus, I know what the VIX did. It looks the opposite of this. See what I'm saying? Same candle, different color, different side of the chart. Inside the numbers, early thoughts. Now, think about this for a moment. The S&P was down about 100 handles early in the morning. So you have to understand that it could have went either way. Didn't have to be the reversal day today. Turned out to be the reversal day, but you don't know that at 8 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, 9.30 in the morning. Therefore, seatbelts on, trade tables in the upright position, Dramamine in hand. Happy Thursday. They continued killing the tape overnight. Now people will start getting worried about the market. As for the numbers, the first magnetic place Mrs. Market will likely get attracted to is the zone around 411 to 410, give or take. It's a big spot. Getting below opens the door for 407. Lower is a real-time type of thing. Then we had the flip side, but we don't have to worry about that right now. And what I was saying here at zero dark 30 anyway was the flip side is on ice until she gets above yesterday's close for 21.95. They did that and had a subsequent rally or squeeze higher. In fact, they really didn't stop there for too long. Now, this is something that's important for those traders out there who are trading in markets that are very, very volatile on given occasions like could have been today. It turned out to be a one-way tape today, but it could have been a rodeo today. You never know each and every day. Today's tape isn't for everyone. Cash is a position, and participation is not mandatory. If a trader is participating, you need to realize the market will spike numbers, ignore numbers, have huge moves in both directions in a matter of seconds, and so on. Small position size, wider numbers, and wider stops is the flavor of the day. That's the type of tape that you have to be aware of in those rodeo situations. That's how you have to handle it. Let's move on, see what else we have. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. Goes without saying, we're letting the thing open and begin the rodeo. Now, 921, check this out. Normal, even in this kind of tape, is if. If they get down to around 410, give or take, there should be bottom feeders down there, aka bounce back in the other direction. They could spike it, and a spike today is bigger than it was before or normally is, of note. Now, let's look at it like this. This is the daily chart. There's 411. The low of day was 410.64. They basically just took off right out of the gate. In the live room, I asked, did anybody buy down there under 411? And guess what? We had one trader in the room that bought that number, I don't know how much or how long he held on for, but it was a very difficult thing to do. The market really didn't give you a chance. You had to just buy and hope. That was the trade. It wasn't really a technical trade at the opening bell. It was a buy and hope. Yes, I'm looking for a reversal, but no, I don't know exactly where it's going to come from. Why couldn't it have come from 407? It could have come from 407. It just happened to come from the number it came from. All right, let's move on, see what else we have. Before the opening bell, I gave the important numbers that I had, and frankly, 410 was really the first area I was looking to buy and would have been a spike of it. As they took off right after the open, we didn't know that was going to happen, just a spectator sport for now. You figure they're going to come back down, fake everybody out, go lower. They never did that. 941, very short-term stuff, but 41250 is important and short term pivot 
for 12.50. I've taken it down to a one-minute chart today just for fun. We can see exactly what happened around 4.12.50. So it becomes the pivot, and you can see what happens. And remember, that post was at 9.41 up here. 4.12.50 is the pivot. They come down to run a test of the pivot. They hang around for four or five minutes, and then what happens? Then they take off going higher. They never come back to that pivot again. We needed a new pivot. So for short-term traders, that certainly worked out from a short-term pivot perspective. We're moving along. 4.12.50 is still important. They had a good old-fashioned bull-bear battle. Bulls winning. Any trader that bought the market around 4.12.50 should have booked profit along the way, holding a trailer by now. So now the market traded away from 4.12.50. And as things develop, as the day goes on, things change in terms of the numbers. The pivot became 4.12.85. And that's not even the last one. There's a five-minute chart, 4.12.85. They almost ran a test. They didn't quite get there. Took off to the upside. Stay with me. There's a method to the madness. Looking around the charts, and mind you, price was nowhere near this when I posted this at 9.54. 4.20.76 is important. Why? It's the former low. Not sure they get there, but if they're close, it will become magnetic. Sticky note stuff. Just for illustration purposes, that's the old low. They were reversing. That's going to become magnetic because they're going to try and close above that low somehow, some way. That's what the bulls need to do. That was what they were trying to do. That was their job. And we're moving along. 10.05. Remember, 4.12.85 is the pivot for now. Above, and the bulls can still try and rally the tape. Below, and the bears have an invitation to test the lows. So that's telling you as long as price is above the pivot, the bulls are in charge. Period. More of the same. Now we've got a new development as the morning goes on. They're hanging out in no man's land, so there's no change to anything. They're in the middle of the squeeze. 4.15.40 is now the short-term pivot. Below, and it's back to the former pivot. And here we go. It's coming into sights. 4.20.76 and 4.22, give or take, on the north side. That post was at 11.02. Here's around 11.02, somewhere back in here. The pivot is 4.15.40. They test the pivot over here at 12.30, 12.25. And what happens? They never really get below the pivot, and they take off like a bat out of hell. It pays to know your numbers. For those of you who don't know, a pivot is quite simple. A pivot means if price is below it, the bears are in control. If price is above it, the bulls are in control. Now take that with a grain of salt. If the market's up a lot on the day and they're below a pivot and it's still up a lot, doesn't mean it's bearish in the big picture, just means that the bears have short-term control until back above the pivot in which the bulls can rally some more. That's the concept which I run by. And we're moving along. 1119, this is the type of squeeze I've alluded to. And this should really become no surprise to anybody. I just talking about them running a test of the pivot. I was out to lunch, got back. That's what happened. 9.39, they're doing the thing where they push higher later by staying above the pivot. That's what we said we would do. That's what they did do. If they get going, they'll squeeze right into the gap and above. They did that. I don't know what more you could have been looking for. There's no way you could cite resistance areas. Nobody's looking for a pullback in the middle of a squeeze. You can just say they're squeezing 
And here's where they're going, and where they're going is just a minimum because we don't know really where they're going at the end of the day if they squeeze into the close, which they pretty much did. And just like that, the next phase of the squeeze takes hold and they run up toward the gap. You see how this works? You could kind of smell it coming, so I put it on the board, and then they do it, and all of a sudden, I look like a genius, but they were telling it in the market. They were telling it on the tape. I'm just reporting the information. Then they get up to the gap, so what do they do with the gap? They come up short, they pull back, they go back and get it later. All that stuff is garden variety, trick trap fool and frustrate crew behavior. Here's stocks on the move, the market took off right out of the gate. So none of them hit their numbers except one. We'll take a look at Apple, and we'll also look at J.P. Morgan, and I'll explain why. We'll start with J.P. Morgan. Why do I have 140.99 on the board? Because I gave a different number to the live room members after the market was open. Because they didn't flush it down below the former lows, and the numbers that I posted on the board were at that price, or just in case they flushed it down, so therefore, when we knew they weren't going to do that, I put a number on the board real quick when they were close to it, 140.99. It was a real-time type of thing. And here the low happened to be 141, and they took off a little bit, came back to it later, and you see what happened. But anyway, just goes to show you that there is opportunity in a real-time type of basis for the live room members. Today was a little different because of the fact that everything just took off. But that happens during the trading day in addition to the stocks on the move. And here's the Apple trade, 152.55. The opening print, 152.55. Went a little bit lower, took off like a bat out of hell with everything else. Tough to buy it at the open on a day like today. I certainly understand that. But that has nothing to do with the fact that the numbers work. We're in an all-the-same-market scenario. So what's going on over in Camp IWM? You have the same reversal candle, same scenario, same situation. What we do have is something I want to mention that we discussed last night, which is where are they relative to the January low? Remember that. Here's the January low. They never got below it. Or did they today? I didn't take a look. The low was 188.09. Today's low was 187.92. They spike it by a few pennies, and they reverse right out of the chute. Remember, they were in a different position than the S&P 500. Still in a downtrend, still bearish, but not anywhere near at the time we compared and contrast them, the January lows. It was very interesting. Remember, the IWM is my favorite market leading indicator. Now, let's talk about something else. Let's say their whole thing was reversed. Let's say the IWM was in a worse position on a relative basis than the SPY. Would I have been doing the same thing and looking for the same thing around the same time that I was in terms of a reversal, in terms of that whole scenario? And the answer is, not necessarily. I wasn't doing it because of the IWM, but certainly helped the cause. It was on the bullish side of the ledger. Folks down at the transportation department, they didn't get to my 14,000, didn't get too far away either. The low was 133, 14, 133, and reversed. But we talked about this last night too. Below this low was not Irene. The abyss was not below there. There was other stuff where they found support. This also should come as no surprise. Why? Because we talked about this last night. They just didn't get another 133 points lower to my specific number that I put up on the board. But you know that was a ballpark number. 
that was a rounding type of situation. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I'll never tell. How about the Q people, the Silicon Valley folks? Didn't we talk about 319 to 315? Was it 318, 315? Somewhere in that neighborhood, I just put 319 up on the board. I had a little bit of a higher number earlier today. I'm not sure whether I did that this morning or whether it was from last night's video. A lot of charts, a lot of lines, a lot of numbers. But I know we discussed this zone, 100 period moving average, same reversal situation, there's no different, all the same market, they're all going to move together, except the financials. Now, they had a reversal day, they didn't get below the January low, however, they're in a different position on the chart than most everything else. They didn't fill the gap, they're weaker on a relative basis, finished down on the day, most everything else was up on the day. It's the banks, interest rates, the Fed, the pickle that the Fed is in, that whole scenario is the Fed going to raise rates, squeeze the profit of the banks? Are they not? So the banks can't get out of their own way at present. About smash mouth. Same routine. Remember, they were nowhere near the January low. Today they spiked it, reversed like everything else. Tremendous day. Finished up eight bucks on the day after being all the way down at a low of 246.76. Quite the reversal. So we pointed this one out. We pointed the transport situation out. We pointed the Qs out, the IWM, it was the S&P 500 that was the weak partner. These markets were diverging in a positive divergence, even though everything was melting away. So what do we say about divergences? They're going to resolve themselves one way or the other. And this is the way they're resolving. Everything's going up right now. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.